The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass, Jackass the Movie, and more. We're just three lifelong fans reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and dare I say it, broken bones. And dare welcome you. to the fourth. <laughs> what is welcome wrong? to ear severe well, ear I, you trauma. Know what? Yeah. I, I'm clearly trying to find my identity here, and it doesn't help that every time I do something, you guys just completely laugh in my face. I can't even try get like get my whole point out, but whatever. Chris, you're the one That's why episode, your name is Plugs. Whatever. Yeah, my name is Plugs, baby. <laughs> but seriously, no, we're doing the final episode of Jackass, the movie number one. Uh, there's a lot of good stunts to get into, so let's let's just move along, boys. Let's fucking do it. Yes. Fuck the preamble. Let's just do it this time. I'm ready. Uh, We left off last part, part three, in the department store where Butterbean had just knocked out Johnny Knoxville. And uh, what better way to kind of cleanse your palate than with an appearance of one of my personal underrated heroes, Brandon Dicamilo. 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 Dicalamo. Fuck, God damn it! Joust, joust. He's jousting. I. This was great to see. It's a callback straight to the BMX jousting in episode. Uh, I don't remember, but season one somewhere along the lines. Uh, he's in full gear, but this time uh, I love the setup here because they've got um, someone in a video rental store. Brandon just kind of like fucking jousts through the fucking window, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Does he joust through the window? But he just busts in there, knocking over racks, knocking over fucking everything. It's just a disaster in there. And then if that's not enough, the two of these guys, I believe it's Bam and the other suit of armor, but uh, they're chasing each other around after that. There's a fight breaking out. They're they're in the knight's armor. It's just ridiculous. I, I had a I had a good time watching this. This got me chuckling pretty hard. I shall lost this will never pay with cash. Only with It's it's a ton of fun, and I think we get one of the best reactions from a uh, a, a passerby of like any sketch in this. With the guy, the camera just kind of pans over, and there's a guy staring right into the camera, and he just looks <laughs> and he says, "What's going on here?" As though he's like like the fucking neighborhood watch coming in. He's gonna put an end to like two medieval knights jousting in a convenience store. Like we're past what's going on here, dude. Just get out of there. Yeah, I think with Jackass yeah. in general, like one of the best things you can do to make it a more enjoyable experience is like really consciously. Forget about all the cameras and prank shows and all these things that we see nowadays, but just like put yourself back in that point of time when that wasn't common. <laughs> yeah. And if you were yeah. in that place when that happened, how fucking confused and funny and scary and all those emotions you'd be feeling at the time. I try and do that with all the stunts and this one just worked perfectly for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Confusion's it. a good word for it, for sure. 
Um, love it, love it. I, uh, I, there ain't no gummer like a whale shark gummer, my friends. <sighs> well, you're missing, Steve-o. you're missing one other very quickly. Uh, yeah, oh, there's, a, there's, yeah a, there's a, there's a, a, a moment here. that I completely, uh, forgot about until seeing it again. And it's, uh, Pontius and Steve-O, I believe the original wild boys and, and the current wild boys, uh, jacking off a sea cucumber. <laughs> it starts with Manny saying, he like looks so ashamed and they're like, what's going on? He's like, well, I told them what happens when you scare a sea cucumber <laughs> and it just shows them like slowly yeah. jacket off a sea cucumber. The sound of them laughing underwater as the sea cucumber basically comes like, like it a sea cucumber comes. is God's joke to the world. Uh, and them <laughs> laughing underwater just to like, <laughs> like they are like their laughs are kind of Beavis and butthead esque Pontius versus Steve host. Like they have that same <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Well, it's like when you guys gave me shit about the, uh, um, rating the other one so high when they were diving with the sharks it's because one of the reasons because i remember this so clearly and it was like that preemptive humping motion that was the exact same and i just couldn't wait for the cucumber no one's wilder than the wild boys i'll say it before i'll say it again i love this shit 100 how chris how did you feel this this is your big debut buddy this is it this is uh you, you know what i mean right chris when i when i say your big debut right? no I'm, I'm a little confused there jay <laughs> well I mean, okay, it's been established on the show that uh, in in our first episode. Oh, that, that Chris uh, is the cum boy. Chris is the cum oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, Chris is Mikey the cum loves the puke. Boy. It's a, I may or like may good, not you know, like good poop shot. stuff. I eat my cucumbers. I mean, my uh, celery. I eat celery stock. You know, you try and shoot yourself a good load. <laughs> I learned that from Peter North. Right, right, right. Pineapple and celery. Yeah, I, 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 I love this shit, um, man. I just laugh so hard. I just it's, like, how is there actually an animal? Like, honestly, it's like if like God created the animal and God created Steve-O and they were just intertwined to have to meet for this one fucking scene. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, too, it's too perfect not to be that case. That's amazing. Well, here's, here's the thing. I've been thinking really hard about this and I was waiting for a moment that we would get some of the, the white stuff as, as you say. Um, and now that we've had it on the show, I can't help but draw some parallels here to our three superpowers. Uh, this is kind of like a rock, paper, scissors situation, boys. I don't know if you realize Ooh, that, but I see you're what I like this. to call poo, cum, and puke. I just have to know, like, what defeats what here? I mean, you can tell me what you think. Like, this was this was my kind of roadmap of uh, poo, cum, puke here. Now, obviously, we all know, M- Mikey, you love the puke, so... yes. I think that you puke boy should automatically just have victory over cum because, well, Chris can come all he wants, but if you start puking, well, then that's Chris's weakness right there. That's He's true. done for. So that's true. We, we can establish that puke beats cum, well, which would mean poo would have that- to beat cum because Jay, if like if you think about it this way, if you see poo, you're going to cum. <laughs> that's a, that's good. Pretty good point. That's <laughs> really good. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I had this. I had this laid out in my head earlier, but uh, I didn't take detailed notes, so we'll go with that. Yeah, I think. I think the purpose of puke is to either dilute the cum, in which case it wins, or to ruin a room with its stench, in which case shit overpowers it anyway. So that's 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 what we're looking at here. Right. I think I think in my head I had a thing about, and this probably isn't important, but Mikey, you're vulnerable when you're puking because your mouth is open, so it's like a free cum shot kind of thing. Well, um, good. Hey, if that gets you but, off and you're able to do it, that's I deserve it. <laughs> the question is when we do it do we have actual hand gestures for it or we just come puke and, and you gotta do one hands? or the other no it's but like it's like when it's situation. your turn do you actually like use the physical thing or do we do like a, a mimic hand gesture or do you just slap no you gotta do puke? it you yeah. gotta do it yeah i think so <laughs> i know what i'm doing for my next, next birthday party 
<laughs> Whale shark gummer. We can move into it now. Uh, we get a shot of Steve-O shaving his pubes right out of the gate, which makes right. me wonder, why does he got to do that? Well, I don't know. I guess if you're going to go diving with uh, whale sharks, you got you to gotta shave your pubes? Well, it's because he had crabs. He had crabs and he didn't want the shrimp to eat the crabs and then the shrimp to get too big for the whales. I think he said something like the simple shave of razor to disguise him into thinking he's a young boy. (laughs) Right, that must have been what it was. That must be what it was. So these guys are going to jump in. Um, you get a you get a comment here from one of the guys that it's so it's kind of like being with a gal with no teeth. Kind of yes. Yeah. So they fill their swimsuits with raw fish and. yeah, they're ready to just jump in there and go make friends with the sharks. Well, it's funny because before before they they fill themselves up, Steve-O's kind of sitting there and like you can see his dick. Like there's no censoring because this is this is Jackass the movie at this point. Right. And he if you look closely, he's constantly fluffing himself like he's embarrassed. <laughs> so he's constantly just like wiggling it around, which of course, who's not going to do that? Dude, if I fluff they know myself for myself when no one else is looking yeah. when I get out of the shower. <laughs> you know, like I don't look at myself until I give it a couple jiggles and then I like, yeah, okay. And if it works really well, I'll walk out do a little dance for my wife if it doesn't then i just pop the towel on you know <laughs> not like she doesn't see it everywhere in between but you know you, you got that say, yeah um so when steve-o jumps into the water it's immediately clear that the goal is literally <laughs> to get a gummer from a whale shark and the whale shark is a thousand times as big as he is <laughs> and to see like them trying to maneuver their way to get their their tiny unfluffed dicks <laughs> into a whale shark's mouth is just so obtuse and absurd and funny it was it was a, a delight i just their their chemistry is just always so fucking good like they yeah. could be doing nothing and you could just you you just feel like they're just genuinely such good friends you know those people that you don't even need to have anything funny and you're just laughing at absolutely everything and it just like translates so well onto the screen when you're watching these guys together it's just always pleasant for me yeah i agree Yep, and uh, best line is coming out of the water when Pontius looks at the camera and says, My penis is really small now. I can't really look cool right now. (laughs) 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 And he says it like, just like laugh, like this chuckle, like he's like embarrassed, but it's also funny at the same time. It's just, I love his delivery, man. He's just a fucking beauty. That's literally the hardest I've laughed for the entire the t- entire movie and that's not to take anything away from the other sketches but him looking at the camera being so defeated <laughs> is just the funniest thing i've ever seen it's a great line for sure so out of the water and into the waves boys the tidal wave is up next with johnny knoxville this is pretty much what it sounds like they've got this huge I don't even know. It's just like this huge fucking storage container or something full of water that they're just going to basically open the gate on and let the floodgates take Johnny away. He's standing in in, in what's like a really wide shot. So I kind of like the way they shot this where it's kind of telling you before it even happens that this this dude's going to fly some distance. Otherwise, right. they wouldn't give, you know, they wouldn't give that much uh, extra space in the shot. <laughs> and uh, just the way that they release that torrent of water and Johnny's just immediately gone from the frame. Like, it's the amazing. water hits him and he Nowhere just disappears. Nowhere to be seen. Amazing. Um, I think they play it back in slow motion, too, and you get to see it again. And it's Yeah, they yeah. show another another angle there. It's yeah, just it so, really it's go so anywhere, good. The way they filmed it, this is again, just like good 
like like the director of photography coming in hot on this one being like no once the water clears johnny's got to be nowhere to be seen and i don't know how they predicted it but it worked perfectly that that it was like you didn't see him go you just saw him gone what i love is like about jackass in general like if you actually take the time to think like this is what like a 10 15 second clip maybe 20 seconds yeah like 30 seconds yeah the budget where they had to find this thing how they had to organize it like i love that they will throw away so much effort and so much things to something that might just be a fucking 10 15 20 seconds of delight and you know it's a small little bit but it just hits really hard no pun intended actually yes pun intended (laughs) yeah i meant to do that for sure for sure Speaking of hitting hard, uh, this next one is all about going hard. This is off-road tattoo, and (laughs) holy fucking shit, I did not realize when I was a kid, you know, and saw this in the theaters, we told our stories in part one. If you haven't listened, go Why the fuck would you start on part four? What is wrong (laughs) with you? That's a very good question. What is wrong with you? I didn't realize that Henry Rollins was Henry the person Rollins. that he is. Like, I think when I saw him, I was just like, oh, who's that dude? He's, he seems angry. But now yeah, I, I thought understand. he was a military guy. It was yeah, actually like supposed now to I be someone it. else. And I you wish know? I remembered who it was supposed to be. It was like, like Johnny Depp or it was like someone like an A-list Hollywood. I, if I remember correctly, I remember hearing the story or someone crazy. Really? And then they got Henry Rollins, which was way better. Yeah, honestly. No, he's a perfect fit for this. Uh, He's just fucking, like, he's the one driving the Jeep here. So all the guys pile in this, like, off-road Jeep. Steve-O in the back. He's getting a happy face tattooed on his arm today. Uh, I believe Ryan Dunn. Is it Ryan (laughs) Dunn in there with him? Ryan's in there with him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the tattoo artist, right? Or is Ryan Dunn the one doing the tattoo? No, no, there's there's a separate tattoo artist. Ryan Dunn's just in there. Mikey knows for sure, because he already marked it down, like, nine points for for his rating. (laughs) Ryan Dunn's in there. But here's the thing. Like Rollins in there is so fucking perfect for the role because you know he's gonna go hard on all the bumps and he's gonna gun it, but he's also he has like the he has the um kind of that uh what am I looking for? Like the presence of you need an angry person to be at the helm here, and he's like yes. yelling and swearing the whole time, and he's telling like uh Steve how he's gonna fuck him up and all this stuff. And it's like Henry Rollins at a time where I think he was like still kind of legitimately a gangster legitimately. Was, black flag, or was black flag like still going at that time yeah no he was in black flag like back in the 80s and uh-huh. uh like if you ever meet henry rollins and bring up black flag he's so hesitant to talk about that like he kind of i feel like there's a lot of resentment of those days maybe he doesn't get along with the guys or whatever oh, but i've heard true. stories of like people bringing records black flag records to, for him to sign and him just like snapping them in half and refusing to do it like he, no way yeah i don't know what the, what the deal there is with the history I don't, i'm not like an expert on him but he's an interesting dude and perfect yeah. for this role like i said he's also in uh remember that game def jam fight for new york yeah, he's in that. <laughs> he's he's in that. Yeah, he owns the gym that you go to train in. It oh, makes no shit. sense. He just made all these random fucking appearances. Fuck you up. Yeah, so there you go. It's basically what it sounds like. Bumpy road, tattoo. The tattoo comes out looking like absolute shit. Props to Sivo for giving it a, giving it a shot, though. You know. Yeah. Do you guys want to give this one a rating? I feel like I feel like you know we we uh, kind of skimmed over the first few, but this one seems significant enough to give a rating. Uh, Jay, why don't you start us yeah. off? Sure thing. Uh, again, like I love the celebrity appearance here. Seeing uh, Henry Rollins here in the flesh is cool. Um, he definitely fit the role. I think Steve O's a badass for 
having the balls to do it, even though the tattoo looks fucking terrible. <laughs> um, it's a good story to be able to tell, you know? Um, as for, like, a stunt, though, as for, like, a sketch entertainment value, I think most of the entertainment for me just came from, like, the ridiculousness and Henry Rollins being there. I think if he wasn't there, uh, I still would appreciate it, but I think the score would be lower. I think he adds a lot. So I'm going to probably just hover around, like, a six on this one, yep. but I wouldn't go more than that. That's fair. Uh, Chris, uh, I'm going to go next. My rating is going to be actually exactly the same as you, Jay. I'm going with a six out of 10. I think that it was a good concept. I liked it a lot more as a kid because the idea of getting a tattoo, I think was more taboo back then. But nowadays, like I have friends that just have really fucking shitty tattoos for no reason whatsoever that they just got because they were bored that day. Like this, it's not such a big thing. Like the fact that Sivo used to get crazy tattoos was part of his appeal. And now I know a million people like him. Yeah, well, uh, bring on the devil, baby, because I'm going with a six as well. Ooh, mm-hmm. it's the devil spooky. rating, bro. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically the same things that you guys said. I think it's fell victim to the fact that people getting insane tattoos these days is just so commonplace. Um, they also threw in like the t- Steve-O back tattoo a little bit before that, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah. And like, I remember at the time being like, that is so fucking ridiculous. And now it just seems like, oh, whatever. It's just another tattoo. Yeah, so exactly, I think exactly. back then it would have rated a lot higher for me. But given what's going on these days, you know, you got to see things as you see them and as the world goes. So falls victim to that. So six as well. Definitely good score. Nice. though. All right, Chris, don't get too excited for this next one because we're headed to the playground. And, uh, <laughs> Chris, sure Chris has to announce himself uh, every time he goes into a playground, though. He has to introduce yeah. himself to everyone. I'm gonna turn from Mikey excited. to me. Remember Mikey was the one that kept saying that shit? We're going to go back to some episodes. <laughs> well, I'm not letting that one slip by so easily. Because the truth will prevail, my friend. Mikey actually paid me before the oh, recording gotcha. to say that. I, I did. I paid know, him in cum. I didn't want to say it. Yeah, he paid me in cum. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that would be Chris. Yeah, damn it. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> uh, you guys have been to a, a playground. I mean, you know, um, you've seen a merry-go-round. You know what that is. It's just a little, little, uh, little whirly-do, a little spinny-spin, and uh, we're going to put a rope on that motherfucker and attach it to the back of a truck and see what happens. Uh, who better to put in the driver's seat of the merry-go-round than uh, Aaron McGahee, of course. Now... I'm pretty sure this whole stunt just existed to uh, get him with the clippers because that's yeah. exactly what happens. They they take off in the truck. He spins around. It looks like that would make you pretty sick pretty fast. Oh and then God, disoriented yeah. as fuck. Yeah, the clippers come out. And this, I did write down, they got him three times here. So I was correct. Yeah. They did go after Aaron and they abused him pretty hard. He lost a lot of hair. I feel like they got him more than three times too because at the end of this sketch, they actually show him and his hair looks so fucking bad like so bad they're at a party like late at night later that day and johnny knoxville comes in to see him for the first time that day and he's got like just about all of his hair on the top of his head is gone except for like these little strands and he keeps it i'm shaving my whole head at that point i'm pretty sure there's a haircut that was popular for a time maybe not popular but i think back in like the 2000s wasn't there something like that where you shave your whole head and leave like a strand up front Oh, yeah, if you're in the triads. No, if you're in the triads. That, that was like the Ronaldo, <laughs> like the original Ronaldo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, not a fan. But uh, hey, guys, you know what? I don't know about you, but uh, I, uh, my nipples, they're, they're hard. I could I could mm. fucking see them through my shirt right now. Ooh, I, I can hear them. with these bad, boy, bad boys. Does anyone have an idea how I could warm up, you know, since I'm just so cold? Any thoughts? Well, any ideas? I was thinking I, I've got some fireworks lying around. If if that I got if a, that's I, something that, I, that might I got help a butthole. You. Where could 
You got a butthole? <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I was hoping someone was going to have one. I just, so. We just need a wiener and we're good to go. <laughs> None of you two fucking clowns got one. So we're finding it a little bit chilly in Japan. So we're going to warm ourselves up with some fireworks. <laughs> the, the best part about this was just the progression you know it just they do one thing <laughs> they go to another and you just like the, the 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 firework off the dick is maybe the funniest thing i've ever seen and you're like okay it's how so can this be fucking funny dude and then they're like let's do the firework out of the butthole out onto the, the dick <laughs> i'm like you guys are just fucking yeah. geniuses like yeah. i just never one thought one you could talk that and you just found a way to make it work it was just ah just one of those moments in my life changed me forever this this is another one of those ones that was similar to the uh, the muscle stimulator and the paper cuts. Uh, yeah. But again, what I like about it is the silliness and absurdity of it, as opposed to the emphasis being on pain, like it is in the in the paper cuts. So I'm yeah. actually like, I really like this one. I really really like the fireworks, and like you said, the natural progression to it, where they just keep adding one idea to another, and then they're and then someone, some brilliant motherfuckers, there like we can do both. <laughs> we can have our cake and eat it too. It's amazing. These guys, like watching them, seeing their friendship, like fucking budding on the camera here is absolutely hilarious like if you're watching and again just for reference this is Pontius and Steve-O if we didn't mention it <clears throat> right the way they're laughing at each other as this is going on um you know like there's just this pure completely like innocent joy between two men shoving things in their butt they bonded here and you see it on film and it's it's like two second graders who are like getting away with you know they stole the cookie jar now they're hiding in the closet eating all the cookies before you know <laughs> dad comes and finds them and they're just having such a great time like they the the whole world is theirs right here and like just watching that is so fucking entertaining yeah it 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 makes perfect sense why they're still friends to this day you know like it yeah. shit like this you, you yeah. can't really who who else could you do this with and have those stories to walk away with, you know? No, that's the best. I love these guys. They're, they're To me, they're the best combo in Jackass, bar none. Like, you couldn't put another two people together in any order. No no one beats the Wild Boys. And it just, like, you could just... I love when us going back and watching these things because you see the organic growth of it. It's like it wasn't a plan. Yeah. Just certain people rub off. Certain people have good chemistries. And people do kind of group up and form these kind of little different things. But these guys did it the best. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, this was the, you could almost see in this, in this movie, the, the, the progression, not just like in the way that they up their stunts, but in their actual bonding. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's kind of sweet. I like it. It's a thing that like our parents never would have understood. Like, why do you want to go out with your friends and beat the shit out of each other? Cause it is this weird, it's the, it's like why lions wrestle one another in the wild. Like there's this weird camaraderie that you can get out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Do you guys want to give this one, uh, this one a rating? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Sweet. Uh, so I will go first, um, as I as I'm wont to do. This, like I said, reminds me a lot of the paper cuts and of the uh, muscle stimulator in the sense that it's just just guys being dudes, just dudes having fun, just a just kind of a, a shit show in a way that you don't want to be a part of it because you'd be afraid to do those things, but you'd love to be there as a fly on the wall. I actually liked this one better than the muscle stimulator because I remember as a kid just my bewilderment at what was going on. I'd never seen a dick. <laughs> 
in that context before. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> I had seen very few dicks in my entire <laughs> life by that point, except for mine after I'd fluff it before I'd look in the shower and uh, look in the mirror. And to see this happen, and okay. Pontius having that. the same sort of look on his face that Steve-O had when he paper-cutted the sides of his mouth, his eyes are just bugging out wide, but it's more excitement than pain. God, I fucking love this one. This one's a 9 out of 10 for me. Yeah, don't worry, Mikey. I always... I always look in the shower too before I get in. I'm scared there's going <laughs> to be scary. a naked old man in there. And you haven't even seen the movie to... Psycho. You, you, your your fear of showers is unwarranted so far. This this segment, this stunt had everything though, like fireworks coming out the butt, fireworks tied to your cock. Uh, they even had some puppetry going on before they lit off the firework, where Steve O's playing with the cock and lifting the strings to make it yeah. dance. <laughs> <laughs> How hard is it to tie a ball rocket to a cock? <laughs> and uh, man, I don't know, just like total juvenile ridiculousness, and it's it's hilarious. It works perfectly. In no other movie could you do this and make it this make it fit this well. It, it fits like a glove, boys. Um, and you got to We didn't mention it, but you got to give some credit too to the uh, editing department for doing the slow motion replay with the cock flopping up and down as the <laughs> yeah. firework takes off. <laughs> That's a classic shot right there. Uh, this is a lot of fun. It's just so ridiculous. And I, I don't know. I'd probably say like a seven and a half out of 10 for me. Like it's oh. not, it's not the be all end all, but it is entertaining as fuck. So I'd go on the higher scale for that one. The higher awesome. scale. Wow. I, I, this is a hundred percent a full blown ten out of ten for me. Oh, amazing! I, I'm I, glad someone I, did. I, I, I considered it. going nine and a half. I, yeah, I was yeah. gonna go nine and a half, but it just like it hit on every cylinder for me. It was there's a bit of a danger factor. There's an absolute hilarity. Uh, you're laughing your ass off. You see the chemistry going on, the progression in it. I loved all those other like ones like we're talking about the muscle stimulator in this. And this is just that, but in the ultimate form with a little bit more production value, but still just the boys being boys. Like this is, you know, this is what I love in Jackass to the like it's the epitome of that. So I, I can't go anything less than a 10 out of 10. All right, guys, moving on. Uh, it was at this point in the movie that I, I wrote something down here. It's not really a segment, but it's just an observation that I had. Uh, and this goes back to what you were saying, Mikey, about the production value shooting way up at this yep. time. You know, they've done the TV series and you can tell the budget is here. Holy shit, the music in this movie is so much better than the TV shows. The soundtrack oh God, yeah. is fucking awesome. I just, it was just like, punk rock hit after punk rock hit and there's like there's just an intensity and an aggressiveness to it all that just suits this movie and the time period so perfectly man i was just having a great time with it uh, i just had to point that out so like if you're ever you know if you're watching this movie just like pay attention to those little things they really make the experience uh this is a soundtrack i would buy and listen to it's just fucking oh my god yeah yeah god damn this is the bmx Tug of War. But yeah, coming up next, the BMX Tug of War featuring Mikey's, Mikey's favorite. favorite, Ryan Dunn. <laughs> so this, uh, can I say something about this real this quick? Will this be his redeeming stunt? I don't know. Chris, what do you got? So what this stunt made me come to a real realization that I think Mikey needs to take a step back and take a look at. He's criticizing Dunn for, like, you know, always kind of half-assing these things and things along those lines, which, you know what, in all fairness, it's been a little true. But this particularly made me think... 
maybe that is his personality. He's like the friend that is part of it, but just fucking hates everything that they do. And if you start looking at it in that comedy sense, it's funny because that's not how he's playing it off as though. This one one kind of made me think that and it's like, if that is his persona and they still are getting him to do these things and he's really fucking scared and really doesn't like it, it makes it a lot better. And I think that's kind of at this phase of his career until he kind of gets to the Viva La Bam days where he gets that tougher persona. I think that's kind of what he's going for, like over the top, making a big deal of everything. And, and if you look at it that way, it becomes a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, to me, Aaron McGay, he plays that role. That's like, actually, no, because he doesn't seem afraid of it. And I don't think Dunn would ever admit that he's afraid of it. I think he's trying not to be. And that's just how he comes across. This one's a little bit different. It like he's this one's a bold one. And and I said, yeah. like in the in the the poo jump one that he does, I really like that one. I thought I thought that it was like yeah. pretty badass that he did that. And uh, this one's pretty similar. Um, it looks like it fucking hurts. And and it, so basically what happens is he yeah, takes off later. on a t- on a, a BMX and he's going to take a jump. Preston Lacey's sitting there <laughs> on a couch, the big man that he is. He's got a rope tied around him, which is connected to Ryan Dunn. So as Dunn goes off of the jump, the rope pulls on him. So he falls backwards into the cactus and Preston Lacey doesn't get enough credit for this one. It yanks him right off the goddamn couch as well. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't look very pleasant. And then Dunn falls into this pit of cacti and I say cacti cacti. because when he falls in there he's like I'm surrounded by cacti for fuck's sake it's cacti whatever it is it hurts he's screaming I'm a cacti and they're just laughing not so much because he's in pain but because he's saying cacti (laughs) (laughs) like you idiot cacti oh man I forgot this was the fucking cacti stunt too until he did the jump and then he's laying there like oh holy shit it's right. this one oh man someone yeah. i can't remember who it is someone goes to the camera and says they were plucked i swear and like obviously they weren't obviously he's got cactus all over him or, or the needles all over him but that was just a funny little uh uh corp that i saw hmm. you guys ever eat cacti eat no. a cacti no it's you one of the only it. drugs i haven't done you can eat cactus <laughs> very popular have, in mexico i have stuck needles in my arm though there you go hmm what kind? Like uh, cacti. A cacti needle. Dipped in heroin, of course. Right, yeah. That's what I was looking yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, that's our next sponsor for the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just making making our way through. Yeah. 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 I mean that's basically that stunt. I I don't know. We're probably not gonna rate that one. I think we want to keep the ball rolling, but I give it yeah, I give it a special mention for the cacti. I, I fucking love that part. That's a, that's like a standout it. for me personally. Um old man in a scooter. Awesome it's a simple concept but yeah he he falls asleep right in the middle of the crosswalk <laughs> uh people are honking people are pissed off a guy gets out of the van to wake him up and then oh my god checkmate buddy checkmate right here he just starts rolling in reverse as the guy's <laughs> trying to help him <laughs> still sleeping doesn't wake up still sleeping uh, it's so good so un, like like just very subtle very great they didn't they didn't do it too long i like the idea that they kind of put a lot of these smaller sketches in as palette cleansers because you can't only have a 15 minute sketch so this this was appreciated yeah definitely especially coming into our next sketch because oh, uh boy this one is one that i need it's a rough. fucking break from uh just thinking about it and obviously we're moving into the yellow snow cone sketch featuring yeah. danger aaron mcgahee um guys no mikey i know like i say it's rough i don't know if it's rough in the sense of this is like a, a hard stunt to do anybody could do this but there's something like we, 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 we alluded to the bullying and stuff right 
I got to ask you before we break it, break into it. Those, what I wanted to ask you was, okay, there's going to be some bullying here. Yes. Before we get into that, break that all down. Were the bullying not there or were it someone else in the driver's seat here, so to speak, before we even talk about what it is, do you think your perceptions would have changed? Yes or no? Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent. Because this I is liked... an acceptable thing to do, but the bullying is what ruined it for you. The, look, yes. I, I, honestly, okay. my favorite things in the world are slushies. Like I obsess with them. I have one in my freezer right now. So like it didn't even seem that like non-appealing to me. Like that's how much I love slushies. Because Chris, explain, explain what he does. Well, yeah. he pees on, uh, he gets a nice little snow cone and, uh, you know, everyone says don't eat the yellow snow, but yellow is usually lemon flavored. So I figure it might be a, a decent little snow cone. Who wants to, who doesn't want to make your own snow cones? A little cold out here. It might take a second. Oh, there we go. And yep. uh, yeah, he proceeds to eat the snow cone. And uh, for some reason, some guy kicks him in the fucking dick after it's all done <laughs> like a fucking asshole. But uh, aside from that, it's, you know, it's, it looked like a good snow yeah. cone. Did we say who it was? I don't know. I don't even know who it I was. I don't even remember who did it. I was I, this one. This one is a, a black hole of memory for me. I'm surprised. This is Aaron McGahey. I thought. Oh, uh, oh, oh, that's I, kind oh, of. I thought you meant kicked him in the nuts. Oh, yes, we'll no, we are. We did. Oh, no. We did already say it was Aaron McGahey. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Now here's the thing, guys. Like, I, I actually really like this concept for the stunt because it's one of those Same. stupid jackass things that someone was obviously drunk and was like, "That would be funny. Let's do that." You know, someone was pissing in the snow and thought, "Oh, I have an idea." Uh, Mikey, I know you take. You take some offense to this because of the way it's treated. Um, can you break down your thoughts around it? And almost, if you could, let's try to separate the stunt itself from, because I don't want to sully the stunt. I want to find a way I to can, rate this as I a stunt. I can easily do this. I can easily yeah, yeah, yeah. separate like, it. And, and you, know how you know how I'll do it is by separating it before and after. The stunt starts off great. It's, it's Aaron. He's just in his regular clothes. He's looking up at the camera. It's snowing. It's like a perfect day for this kind of thing. He just, he, he wraps up the snow and starts pissing in it. He's eating it. He's gagging and it's gross and funny. It reminds me of something like the, uh, like the, 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 the 50 egg challenge or something along those lines where it's, it's gross to watch, but kind of funny and it's not going to kill him, but I'd never want to do it myself. Um, but then there's a certain point when he's doing it and he's doing a good job and they and then the camera pans over to the rest of the jackass crew and it's about a minute and a half into the sketch and it's all it's it's really like a two minute sketch just over two minutes and the jackass crew are there in such an informal way that you get the sense that they were just there drinking having a good time shit went sideways and they're like oh, i bet you wouldn't do this and they do it, and then it, it every time the camera changes over, it's like the cool kids standing inside, watching him, egging him on, not like saying it's not enough, and then going back to him, trying his best to like one up himself. Come on, come on, it's your pee. Oh, come on. I'm trying so cold. And then out of nowhere, someone comes in and kicks him in the fucking nuts, pushes him to the ground, and then kicks him in the chest when he's on the yeah. ground. It's disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, like a lot of that's unnecessary, right? So that's the part I would say that if you separate that stuff out, uh, it is actually pretty funny because I had some moments where I was laughing before all that shit went down. Like when Aaron's taking the piss, he's a little nervous at first and you, it's kind of funny to watch because he's trying to get the stream going. He gets it going and oh my God, the moans coming out of this guy while he's pissing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Come on, you're missing the cone, dude. I'm sorry. You're missing the cone. Uh. 
It's like, are you pissing or is someone blowing you right now? Because I can't tell the difference. <laughs> and it it's just like so funny to, he's like so, he's so into it out, out of the gate. Like you can tell like, this is ridiculous, but yeah, I'm going to do it. It's going to be funny for the movie. And then there's that turning point where it's like, yeah, okay, guys, you're kind of taking it too far. If you can separate that out, I think this is a pretty funny stunt. I totally agree. It's, and it's easy to separate it out because it was literally the only thing that really bothered me is that last, the kick in the nuts and then the, just the kick in the chest. It's not even funny. Yeah. Kicking the nuts, maybe, yeah. but then just to kick him again while he's down, that's just like, fuck you. I hope that guy gets a fucking. You know who that was, actually? Who? It was Dave England. No. It was Dave England. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Yes, it was. Really? I literally just watched it as you guys were talking. Yeah. Oh. It's Dave England. Oh, well, in that case, they're good and friends. I could accept that. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. This is a great, great sketch. sketch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, it, it even. I like, thought it was even, like some cameraman even... or like some guy that wasn't no, part no. of the crew that wanted to like be cool in front of the cool kids. Yeah. Yeah. It, it has that vibe, it, which is which is why I was surprised huh. it was Dave England. Well, it kind of changes things. Has... I'm not going to lie because they were actually best friends. So yeah. I can see that then. It, it's. The, the sketch even continues on where he vomits and then they're like, well, yeah. now you got to eat the snow with the vomit. Right, like, right. Again, if you take the bullying out of it, this is gross and fucking hilarious. Uh, but just knowing like watching it with that lens just makes it a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, with, with that said, um, did you, Jay, would you want to start us off on a review and you can feel free to either loop that stuff into it or not? I think, I think either, either score is fair. Yeah, that's why I was making such a big deal of it out of the gate, because I'm like, how the fuck do you rate this? Because, like, I want to rate it because I appreciate the, this is a total, this is a jackass stunt. Like, it's totally something you would do for jackass. It's just there's that shit in there that kind of makes you go, yeah, I don't like it so much now. So if I was to rate it from a perspective of just, like, the stunt as a concept, I think I would go higher for that one. Maybe, like, I I probably push it up to, like, the 6.9 territory, but I think, Ooh, like, nice. if you want to look at it as a whole, like, once you get in the, the kick to the nuts and beating him when he's down and stuff, like, you could tell the dude, just, like, give the dude a minute to fucking breathe, and you're just, like, fucking... You know, on top of that, too, I don't know if we mentioned it, but they're, like, egging him on, like you said, Mikey, from inside the house, but it's almost like they're giving him directions, like... Like he's in a porno or something. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 you dirty boy. Yeah, lick it now. Yeah, and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I got like weird vibes from it. Almost like. Yeah, it, it did. It, the vibe was really fucking creepy. I really agree. Really fucking creepy and weird. So like all of that stuff for it, I would go down from the 6.9 if we're looking at it as a whole and probably go to like a four just because like that kind of turned me off. It was kind of like, like, okay, like the dude's putting himself out there and you're kind of treating him like, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this one in particular it, is just... It did, though. All of us feel that way. It's clearly you know, that had yeah. something else. It's weird, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Conflicted. I, so I, that's where I'll put it for now. 6.9. I'm going to, um, like, because I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm just going to go... I'm going to go with a 6, and I'm going to not... And that has nothing to do with the bullying and stuff, because I don't want to... Uh, like, who gets hurt from this? Is you know, Like, if we, like, factor in the other things, it, all it does is, like, technically hurt... Uh, danger Aaron like I don't want to take away from what he did because of what other people are doing and that's almost like a double slap in the face so I'm just going with a six sure. it wasn't the greatest thing but it was definitely had the jackass vibes if it wasn't for that I, I, I'd try not to think about it six out of ten you know what's you know it's funny I'm actually going to go higher than you guys um, and I would have gone even higher than this if it weren't for those weird vibes I really liked this sketch as a kid for some reason it was just so primal and simple and fucking disgusting uh, and, and again, it had that building up where it's like, he's going to pee on it. Well, now he's got to, now he's got to eat it. And then he vomits it up. Well, now he's got to eat the vomit. And like, it just, it had that progression that I did find very funny. And it was so absurd and gross. 
and I really like Danger Aaron, especially back in the day. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give this one a seven, and I think I could have gone a lot higher if it weren't for that weird cultish vibe to it. Cool. I respect that. And Wee Man is back for another interstitial of his own. This is my favorite uh, Wee Man <laughs> piece of interstitial for sure, because of the fact that he can do this, I didn't know he could do this until he did it. And I was like, oh, holy shit. Flexibility on display here, boys. Wee Man kicks himself right in the head. He takes a few steps, lifts that leg, and he's able to do it. Everybody's applauding and laughing. Wee Man himself has got that smile. He's just, he's proud, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, fuck yeah. He loves I did it. That. This is his moment to so, shine. Yeah. It was brilliant. Big time, big time. Hey there, listener, it's Jay. Sorry to interrupt your jackass part four, but uh, I had to take a quick break to let you know that from this point forward in the episode, you're going to notice a bit of a dip in the microphone quality. Uh, that is just because it's summer holidays. We're kind of all in different locations, and unfortunately, we had to split up the recording of this episode. So if you notice, it sounds a little funny. That's why, but rest assured, it's only for the rest of this episode, and then we're back on track to where we should be. Uh, thanks for bearing with us. And, uh, hey, all I can say is, if it weren't for summer cottages, owning summer cottages, not naming any names, don't know if anyone else on this podcast owns a summer cottage, but, uh, yeah, must be nice. Must be nice. Oh, shit, you know what, I forgot, I gotta go and uh, settle up on my yacht fees for this year, I, I better get going. Uh, here, here's the rest of the episode, enjoy. Phil Shitting. Phil shitting. Mikey, elaborate. Whoa, uh, I, listen, I would love to. What I, is I've been Phil waiting shitting? for a while for, for people to, to ask me about the, the ins and outs and the goings-on of, of Phil shitting. And, and the, essentially what we're looking at here is a stunt in which Phil, uh, he's, he's um, did you mention shitting? Did you say shitting? Yes, Phil shitting. Phil okay, so shitting. he is shitting, and, then, and I want to be extremely clear about yes. that. He's shitting, yeah. and it's basically just Bam getting to uh, uh, run run a little bit of mischief on, on Phil when he's shitting. Uh, kind of harkening back to the original Jackass uh, episodes when he beats his dad up, he does a little bit of that, uh, kicks the shit out of his dad while he's shitting, and, uh, and has a great time doing yeah. it, and we have a great time watching. The one thing I want to say about this is, isn't it amazing that Phil still strips down completely naked before shitting i used to do that and i think i'm gonna bring it back because that was so fucking comfortable <laughs> yeah dude it's very freeing very liberating um it's kind of like you ever take a take a long piss in a on a breezy day out in the countryside with you just you pull the pants down a little more than you go you know and you feel the breeze mm -hmm. on your balls i mean there's nothing like it baby it's a beautiful beautiful albertan tradition I man i, I was actually i had this, right this weird thing where when covid started um i was i was only really peeing at home right as you do so i would i just got into the habit of like i'm pulling my pants all the way down when i pee now urinals weren't a thing i was only <laughs> peeing into toilets and the first time i was in a place where there was like a public uh, like urinal and there were a couple people in there out of instinct I pulled my pants all the way down like fucking yeah, Butters from buddy. South Park <laughs> yes. and everyone's Dude, like what is, what is this kid I, I, doing 
That, that, have you remember that, like being at like sports games or things, and there was always like every once in a while I see that one kid just fucking pants around the ankles pissing in the urinal, and I just see some meme, some meme recently, and it was just like with a picture of that, and it was like pissing in the urinal around a bunch yeah. of other dudes with their pants at your ankles is the strongest possible flex, <laughs> excluding excluding young children here. Excluding young children, disclaimer, I wish it was okay that if you saw someone doing that at a urinal in a, in a men's room, it, it was acceptable to give them a, you know, a nice firm slap on the butt. Oh, you gotta <laughs> have to at that point. You gotta be friends, you know? There, there was three yeah. things uh, in this, three specific things that stuck out for me a lot in this, in this little uh, skit. Um, I was just thinking, like, if you were about to do that to your dad or anybody... How fucking excited would you be when you were just waiting? Like the anticipation. You know when you're about to pop out and scare somebody? <laughs> this is just like on another level. So I was just fucking dying thinking about that. The second one is I was looking at the newspaper. Like do you think Ape just like gives him a new newspaper every morning and leaves it so he can do his morning business? Or is he like just rocking oh. the same newspaper for a few weeks at a time? Well, you That's know, amazing. Phil's a big guy. Uh, if he ever runs into a scenario where he's run out of paper, maybe it's kind of like a, you know, emergency scenario. You know, you got the daily, uh, you got the Sunday uh, <laughs> comic strip. You can just, you know, get it to get an extra wipe or two in. I do love the I idea know. of Abe hey, you know being what? such a good wife that she uh, she does plan his day around his shit and like 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 fucking like it's Easter morning just like plants little things around like here's your chocolate egg and here's your newspaper next to the toilet and here's your coffee warming up and here's your uh, I don't know that's what I was hoping to air feel. horn. What kind of yeah. You- what kind of Easter egg hunt are you having, Mikey? That sounds like something oh, I, I would do. Before <laughs> <laughs> uh, just just hide newspapers. I, uh, Jay does all the entire Easter egg hunt in his toilet in his washroom. Yeah, guys, hit the bathroom <laughs> for the Easter egg hunts. Well, you said little brown chocolate egg, and I, my mind went went somewhere. Um, you know, in order to do this do this stunt successfully, it's easy to forget as the viewer, but this is a hidden camera prank all the way because obviously it has to be hidden. I kind of wonder where he put that camera so that Phil wouldn't see it. Because I mean, you're in a bathroom, right? There had to be some hiding spot. There had to be some way to conceal that when he gets in there. And another thing on that note, watching back that footage afterwards. Wouldn't that just be mortifying? Because you never know what someone's oh, yeah. going to do in a bathroom. I mean, there's a variety of activities that could be going on. In yeah. There. <laughs> it, he he, he could have watched his dad jacking off on the toilet. Yeah, mm-hmm. to the Sunday comic strip. I think I think if you're if you're hiding a camera, though, in the in the bathroom, I think you like if it's for Phil, he's the he's the kind of guy I guarantee you, even through COVID, has never washed his hands. I think you hide it in the sink and he won't even look at it. <laughs> I just love how calmly he just went back to taking a shit. Like, he just got absolutely <laughs> ambushed and is like, well, I gotta fucking finish this off. And just fully, just like as if nothing happened, just goes back to taking a shit. Well, one thing that I've heard <laughs> yeah, that I totally he- believe is that when you become a parent, you're so in, like, you're, there's just noise and clutter and catastrophe everywhere. The one time you get a break from all that is to take a shit. And that's when it becomes just your fucking happy place. And so I get it. It's like, listen, his he probably thought like Bam thought this was just a throwaway stunt. He, I think, may have ruined Phil's last sense of privacy, because if they can get him in the bathroom, they can get him anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally, man. He, he barges in there. He rips his shirt right off. And I love that. As you said, like, you know, he just continues his shit just fully naked whatever you got to continue business at that point what are you gonna do chase after him with a fucking turd hanging out between your cheeks? <laughs> i don't think so man it's just kind of funny to just see him like kind of accept that this has happened and now i must continue absolutely and, I love uh, it. 
Phil, all I can say is enjoy the next 10 to 15 years. This ain't over yet, buddy. <laughs> um, moving on, though. We've got another main stunt in the rotation, the Golf Course Air Horn. This is pretty self-explanatory. Oh, Johnny Knoxville, Dave England, and Aaron McGahee on the golf course. And hey, at least they dressed up appropri- appropriately for this one, even though, yes, they are hiding in the bushes of the rough, um, ready to you know annoy some some country club golfers today. I, I appreciate that they got suited up, and uh, my God, man. This is called the Golf Course Air Horn. When people tee off, when they're coming down with their uh, swing, we're going to blow these air horns. This is so fucking funny, and it's so simple. The old lady that they get right out of the gate, it looks like she just about has a fucking heart attack. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. She tries to swing a second time, too, as if she didn't, you know, she didn't even... (laughs) What was that, an air horn? Oh, they must be gone by now. I'll try swinging again. (laughs) Like, what did you think was going to happen? Come on. Well, the the one thing about this, normally I love these golf pranks, but I felt this one was a little over the top because, like, if you think about it logically... It's a little mean. Like, why would you use the air horn on a woman? It's like she needs any help fucking up her golf shot. (laughs) (laughs) You're saying that women are poor golfers? (laughs) Wait, you're not talking about driving? Like... Like driving a car. Well, fuck yeah, you scared about driving a golf cart drive too. I already almost died once on one of those fucking things. I just wanted to clarify that we're talking about driving on on the golf course, not driving a motor vehicle. A (laughs) bull, sir. I'm going to double down on my cancellation of this episode, please. I'll double down. I was was honestly, I was thinking when you were getting into it, Chris, that you were actually going to say this stunt seemed a little mean because these people are just on their days off and they're looking to golf and this and that. And I was like, Chris, just because you're starting to golf this year doesn't mean you get to pull the sympathy card. Like, you son of a bitch. Dude, Um, I loved this one. I fucking loved it because the thing about golf is it attracts the Karens of the world and whatever the male version of Karen is just like these entitled bass not not everyone who golfs is but the, if you're if you're if you're going to find those people the golf course is a good place to start and and they run into them in the the, the two guys who keep teeing off those guys were kind of boss though I, I I loved that interaction yeah why would you fuck with a guy in a golf course that has a wild Bill Hickok mustache that's just a recipe for disaster yeah. <laughs> It was, uh, was there, okay, so let me ask you this, Chris, as someone who's into golf, and Jay, I'm not sure if you golf as well, but who's, was there an element of you being on the side of the golfer, or were you just in on it, like, on Bam's side, no matter what? I personally, um, I was on Bam's side on this, like, I just, I I don't know, I love these ones so much, I've said it before, I'll say it again, especially because I grew up golfing, and, and, you know, I just love when things get fucked up and more crazy on the golf course like even me and mikey we were golfing the other day and we heard someone in the bushes over there and remember mikey i was like i'm just waiting for fucking bam to pop out right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah man that was like on like wednesday a few days ago whatever day it is in this universe here you lost your club sorry did i tell you i gonna come over here and kick your ass for that what I love that you can get a golfer mad enough that they will throw a club at you and try to start a fight but there's no better way to cool down a tense situation than, than to politely let them know that you have bursitis, and that's why you need an air horn. <laughs> uh, for reference, bursitis <laughs> is a painful condition that affects the small, fluid-filled sacs called bursae that cushion your bones. So totally understandable. Air horn is fair play here, I think, boys. <laughs> it's so funny because it, it has nothing. I think they were trying to say tinnitus. Like, I don't think bursitis was the thing to go to. I've had bursitis in my elbow before, and it just makes it look like there's a weird, saggy, like, 
half filled condom hanging off of your elbow. It's gross. But um, I, I think the best yeah. part about this, yeah. the best part about this one was the fact that the golfers who get super upset and they're like, they're, you know, posturing up. They go to swing a shot at the forest where Bam and his friends are. And during that swing, they hit the air horn. That was so, yeah. like, there's no better <laughs> way to so own good. them than fucking up the shot what they're taking to hit you. It was so funny. Yeah, fantastic. You guys want to give this one a quick rating? Absolutely. I'd love to, yeah. Um, right. Chris, I know you're kind of the golfer of the group, so I'll go first and say that I think that this one had just about like, all of even, the... Why even say that? Why? <laughs> well, I'm, just I, letting, I'm not even just playing him do it anymore. This fucking, remember I told you how Mikey makes these fucking stupid jokes and keeps going when they're not funny anymore? I'm just giving up. Fucking, I'm last every time. <laughs> it's Woo! funny. I'm laughing. It's funny. <laughs> I am too. I'll, I'll keep laughing. This one's just for me uh, and all of our listeners. Uh, who are on my side. Um, I, I think that this one's great because it was the a prank. Nerds. The prank was on the people who uh, were were uh, golfing, and it really is up to the quote-unquote victim in each of these stunts or each of these pranks. If they get so upset, unreasonably upset, like if you look and see there's just a group of kids with an air horn and you can't laugh about it, then guess what? You're the victim of this prank otherwise you're good like i guarantee you they did it to a bunch of people and they laughed and kind of went on their way and that was it for them these guys the guys we end up seeing are the guys who were kind of dicks in the first place so i don't mind laughing at them uh i just found the simplicity of this one so fun the the fact that they leaned into it and still somehow had a way uh to uh uh, uh keep things going and, and and keep the prank moving forward i'm gonna give this one a seven and a half out of ten nice seven and a half Love it. Okay, why don't you go ahead? Because I'm not going to get a chance to get my word in anyways. <laughs> How polite of you. I appreciate that, Chris. I will go ahead. Uh, golf course air horn is fun. It is fun, especially if you have bursitis. I can't stress that enough. How else are you going to let people know that you have bursitis if you don't have an air horn? I mean, come on. Basic logic, people. Uh, that's why I got to give this one a stern... 6.9 out of 10 Ooh, for all the ladies out baby. there who I've already Ooh. already offended deeply with my comments about driving <laughs> and uh, whatnot. Hey, by the way, remember this is coming from the poo guy on the podcast. So, like, how seriously can you really take me? I mean, that, Chris might be fair. serious that's in fair. everything he says. All things offensive. We know Chris is dead serious, would never, would never waver. But I'm just saying, you know... Hey, go back to the fucking Ryan Dunn gets ass kicked by a girl. I was on your side, ladies. I'm on your side. <laughs> you are really backpedaling. You know what? I'm, I'm actually more on Chris's side now. I'm scared of getting run down by a, by a mob of bad drivers. So I just, uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Chris, <laughs> I laughed a little too hard at that one. I, I took that personally. I just had some road rage on my way getting here to record this podcast. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so I will rate this one a nice eight and a half out of ten. I love golf oh, pranks. Nice. This one hit all the things. You had the crazy golfers. You had great people they were playing it on that really fed into it. When they turned around and tried to hit it and, and they blow the air horn on that as well. I just, everything about this just hit. I give it an eight and a half out of 10 and I stand by every second of it. Eight and a half is a good uh, chunk of time, there's man. A, there's, a, there's a sex joke there, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Somewhere there. like you, you tell me because I can't see it, Jake. Ejaculation. <laughs> If we don't we don't have enough time for that. I'd have to bust out uh, some graph paper. This would have to be a video podcast. It's just <laughs> too much, too much. But hey, what better way to uh, piss off a mountain lion at a zoo <laughs> than wearing a mouse costume and letting it swipe at you? 
Man, what the fuck? Why were, Why did they do this? Why? Because it, oh, it's this, this one's that's weird. It feels but like that it thing, just fit out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's hissing at him. It's like, don't fucking get too close to me. There's, you know, you go out into the wild with a mountain lion. Those things can fuck you, fuck you up real hard. You get hit in the jugular by one of those paws. You're done, buddy. You're done. You're gonna bleed out. They're aggressive. At uh, I go to the zoo a lot because I like. I just love the zoo. I love looking at the animals. And there's this cougar there. He's been there for fucking years. And I always would go see him every single time. He's my favorite animal in the whole zoo. And he just fucking wants to kill people so bad. Like, if there's ever a kid that has his back turns, like, sitting by the thing, he's just, like, like just waiting for the opportunity. You could tell he's just stalking this little kid. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. I fucking love that cougar. So I, I would not want to get in the, into the cage with him. That's for sure. He wants to just fuck people up for sure. But, hey. Speaking of uh, fucking people up, this is more of a psychological trauma in this next one. This is The Burglars, featuring Johnny Knoxville and Bam Margera. And uh, on this one here, this kind of goes back to our part one. Um, where we, You all right there, bud? I just, just something about this that just kills me. Anyways, continue. Ooh, this is like the all-star sketch. Like, they aren't in a lot of things together, and I was kind of excited to see where they take it. The thing is, this one, and I'll let you get into the explanation, Jay, but this one is not really about them, it turns out. You could, I guess, put anyone in the role, but uh, basically the burglars are here to influence trait what i'm not sure if this is just an office building or it's actually a bank i didn't really get the specifics on that but uh it has a floated ceiling so you know if you've ever seen those you know uh styrofoamy crumbly ceiling tiles that they have in pretty much any office building uh they've got that so what has happened here is knoxville and bam have essentially infiltrated the ceiling of this building they're in the roof hiding there and this is just a normal work day for the workers there in the office doing their thing and suddenly coming crashing down through the roof are these two men dressed in black bellicovas the whole thing one dude bolts up from his desk, <laughs> takes the fuck off, and is gone in a second. It's like, before they've even hit the ground, that dude is halfway out of the building. It's the funniest part of the sketch, how, hands down. Like, they, forget they had, that they fell through the, the ceiling. He's, he's obviously the show. funniest part of the sketch, but I... I I find it baffling that they were able to find America's most boring-looking workplace... I've ever seen it. That place looks fucking miserable. It looks awful. Except for the guy that ran. He looked like the coolest guy. <laughs> he does look like the coolest yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, is that, would you want to be that guy though? Like at the end of it, like, do you want to be the guy who, who, who ran out of the building or like, or the guy who runs to well, the, the burglars who fell through the roof and challenged them. I'm not sticking around for any fucking bullshit. I would do the exact same thing. I would be the first fucking person gone because I'm not waiting around for that bullshit. What you, what, you know, it, like, it's, it just absolutely kills me, though, because then you have to come back after when you find out it's a prank and you're never living that shit down <laughs> whatsoever. That guy's sitting around and he looks like the toughest guy in there. He looks like the coolest guy. He looks like the guy that if you had to count on someone to have your back in that situation, you would think it was him and he was the first one to fucking go. <laughs> and I and then you have to come back yeah, and fucking hang like your head guy. fucking low well, in that boring ass office and being the fucking built. being like the little the little bitch about the whole office. Like I would have to quit my job, and I probably would, and I would find a new place. I, and he, I guarantee again, you, you quit. I guarantee again. you quit in a week. 
Yeah, he, he looked like he worked out though. The guy looked like he was in good right? shape. He had a nice like you know stature to him. So yeah, it is kind of funny that he took off. I, I kind of thought like maybe he was trying to run out and find the cops or something or find a phone because like this was early two thousand. So maybe he didn't own a cell phone. You know, maybe he didn't have one. Maybe he's like fuck. I got to go to a payphone and call the police or something. I have no idea what he was thinking. Yeah. But he was gone, man. He was fucking gone, and uh, he he just. Yeah, it, it it that would scare the shit out of me though too. Like, what? That's the last thing. Like, how often do you even look up in your office building? For one, <laughs> I would I would be in fucking gone, man. It's get, like know? I would. I'm such a startly person, and I don't like I don't stick around to see if bad things are happening. I'm like, if nothing happens, I could sort it out later. But I'm not waiting around to find out. I'd be fucking gone so fast. I'm like a flight person in that situation more than a fight person for sure. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy that uh, that's all the stunt really is at the end of the day. Like, I don't know if they had planned to do more or if it's just let's fall through the ceiling and that's it. But uh, that that was pretty much it. Um, you know, they get the camera crew in there in the credits too. You'll see them talking to the to the, the guys in there. They talk to that guy too. Um, but it's just funny, like to see. Of course, they would have to do that, right? You can't do that and scare the shit out of those people and have the cops show up and do that unexplained. Like this is this isn't the fucking the the season one days where you could kind of get away with that stuff and leave people wondering what the fuck just happened. This is like you have to go in there and explain it afterwards. And I kind of wonder like who in the building let them in to do that? Like who was in on the joke? Because someone would have had to be right to get them set up. Oh there. yeah. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they just put out like a casting call to. Uh, yeah, to- Mike, Michael Michael Scott's actually their office manager. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to give this one a rating? I mean, as as fun as it is, like I don't I don't want to rush past it. But there isn't too much more beyond uh, uh, just the explanation of what happened. Are are you guys ready to to give it a rating? Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so Chris, I know you're usually yeah. the uh, like you said you're gonna, you're you're the first one to leave, uh, but uh, but I think maybe I'll be the first one to to take off and give this one a review. Um, I'm going to <laughs> so say funny. that this. <laughs> I know, I know. Thank you, Chris. It's about time you admit it. Um, I I. Uh, I, I as much as I loved this one, as much as it was memorable, because it just didn't do anything beyond this reaction. This one is almost just like more of a blooper than anything else. I still enjoyed it. I love I love the fact that like in every workplace, there's always one person who's like the cool guy, and it's like, what is he doing here? He's way too cool for this place, and that's this guy, and that's the guy who ran away. Um, so there's a lot to like about it, but because so little of it had to do with orchestration or scripting or even the way it was filmed i can't go too high on it i'm gonna give it a 6.9 out of 10 i'm gonna go into this like you said there wasn't too much but i think that uh i totally have to give so many bonus points to good old fucking ricky williams over there fastest running back in the fucking game um i gotta go with a (laughs) seven and a half out of ten i i just he he made he made it i thought of myself in his position and how i would respond and i laughed because i know i do the exact same thing as embarrassing as it is and it, it just made it work for me perfectly I, I agree that yeah, the guy running out of there, Chris, like he he fucking booked it, and it it does make it entertaining because I think if they would have just fell through the ceiling and like nothing really happened and people were just kind of frozen, it would have lost a lot of value. So thank thank God for that guy because he he made this he made this like a laugh out loud kind of sketch for sure. I'm uh, just having that genuine reaction of of fear, fight or flight. So I'll probably rate this one. 
not one of my highest, but I did appreciate it. So it's up in the seven range for me. I'll go with the seven. Perfect. We're at the end of the movie just about here. There's only a few segments left, but this next one, I feel like we're going to have a lot of things to say about. It's one that we've actually referenced in the show before. And I think now that we're finally here, it's going to be fun to discuss. And this is definitely one of the standouts of the movie. This is one that I remember leaving the theater and talking about with friends and remembering. And it sticks in your memory because at the time, it, it's not anything that's really extreme before I reveal what it is. But at the time, I want to put you in that mindset of there was a lot of stigma around what it meant to put something up your butt. And in those days, people were very, but their buttholes were a lot tighter back then. You have to understand it was a different time. <laughs> um, I think nowadays people are a lot more open, so to speak, to lack of a better so term, are the buttholes. Uh, to these types of things. Yes. And that's just, it's not a bad thing. People like different things sexually. Let's just get over it and that we don't have to be offended. But back then, seeing that, especially in a movie theater, a feature film, this is Ryan Dunn and the toy car. Now, we've pointed out before, but this actually starts out with Steve-O and his friend Ed the Medic discussing why he doesn't want to do it. And Mikey, I know you have some thoughts on this. You've mentioned this before. Uh, what, yeah. What's going on with Steve-O? How come he decides he doesn't want to do it? Well... I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, back in the day, uh, uh, butts were like a no-go for for a lot of guys. Anything that had to do with the butt, it was just like, like you know, in, in a show where we've seen party boy strip down and grind on a fortune teller, the gayest thing they can think of is putting a toy car in your butt, which when you think about it logically makes zero sense. And Steve-O is so torn up about it. I mean, not internally, emotionally, uh, that his because his dad basically says, like, I will disown you if you do this sketch. And this ends up being, you know, they, they say they say uh, uh, like if you're if you're uh, a football player or something like that, you know, you don't give in to your injuries because if you do, someone else gets to take your spot for that game and you may never get it back. And this, I think, is the sketch where when Ryan Dunn steps in and and takes it on himself to be the one who puts the toy car up his butt and goes for the x-ray guys I've been I've been talking about this all season long all all podcast long this I think is the moment where Ryan Dunn figures out who Ryan Dunn is he is yeah. amazing in this sketch and he realizes <laughs> and he realizes that he doesn't need to hurt himself necessarily. He there's there's a comfort level he can live in and he gets the most out of being a subdued person without the outgoing try hard charisma that he's trying to uh, to exude in every other sketch he comes into. He's very laid back in this one. And and over the course of the entire sketch, which basically takes place where he, uh, you know, it's it's from it's from putting the toy car in a condom, shoving it up his butt. You see that scene. Then going to the the doctor's office to get the X-ray, to having the consultation with the doctor, who now sees a car in his butt, to then shitting it out afterwards. The whole time he's playing it with such a uh, a, a low key mentality where it's just like, it's almost like he's given up. And I think he realizes like, Oh, this is my, this is who I am. I'm the guy who just is so low energy because nothing's going to phase me anymore because fuck it. It is what it is. Yeah. 
And him him saying things like, I don't know, I just woke up at a I passed out at a frat party and you know my back's kinda hurting. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, chewing yeah. up the doctor was the doctor was like, Don't ever tell anybody about this no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The doctor the is uh, the doctor is very upfront with him and trying to be respectful to the situation as a doctor should be. But I feel like the doctor kind of fucks himself over here and ruins his own reputation. 100%. Because they show the phone call that he's having with some other medical professional. He's speaking in a different language. I can't remember. I think he's speaking Spanish, possibly. I, I don't remember. Um, but he they have subtitles so you can read what he's saying. And he's just laying into Ryan Dunn because he's obviously assumed Ryan Dunn it only speaks English, so he won't understand. And uh, I believe he's he's right about that. But he's the things he's saying about him, and he's like, just like calling him a total idiot, and like wondering how he got himself into this mess, and just and I'm like, dude, you're you're in front of a camera, and this is gonna be like you've given your permission, obviously. Like, are you not aware this is gonna be seen by millions of people? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? You're yeah. a medical professional. I think he was just so in shock he didn't dumb. even care at that point. Is it? Am I the only one in th- who, who thinks that he was actually kind of like like a like? At first, the nurse is giving her opinion, and she's not bewildered. She's sad, like she's sad. And then the doctor starts talking, and he's so sad. Like it's like they've trained their whole lives to become doctors, and this has just bummed them out. Compl- uh, bummed, pun intended. Bummed them out <laughs> completely. Like there's no going back. Like they're just so. Sad, it, and that's the weirdest thing. There's an element of disappointment where it's like, dude, you can't tell a single soul what happened here, uh, which is so weird for a doctor to say. But just the feeling of like, like he's lost faith in the world was was hilarious. And the, <laughs> I, the only person who's more sad than the doctor and the nurse in this, and this is kind of heartbreaking, is Stevo. If you pay close attention to Stevo in this sketch. He he's wearing the dark sunglasses, so he's kind of detaching himself. He doesn't do that at any other point in any sketch here. He's 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 constantly saying things like, no, dude, like you have like, trust me, this is not going to end well for him. Blah, blah, blah. Like trying to make it seem like it, this is a bad idea. Like like he, he feels so much shame for pulling out of this as though maybe he would have felt less shame if he had actually gone into it and he's Put regretting it. it and he's and he. Yeah, yeah, putting it into himself, uh, and it it just feels sad watching Stevo in this state because he's he's trying to demean Ryan Dunn, he's trying to reclaim some sense of pride, uh, and then when you take a step back and you're like, what he's so upset about is not putting a car in his butt. It's just a weird thing to think about. I'm gonna go ahead and give this a rating because uh, I'm an alcoholic and partied up all night and was watching porn really late, and my computer's gonna die, and I left my charger at work, so uh, I might be out of here for the <laughs> okay. rest. Of this all right. <laughs> For the rest of it, I'm giving this a solid 9 out of 10. Absolutely amazing stunt. It worked out so well. It had so many layers to it. I loved seeing Dunn finally come into himself, or the car come into him, whatever how, yeah. however you want to say it. Oh, um, Yeah, I just love this. It just It's one of those skits where it works really well with the concept, the people being pranked. All right. And uh, well, as predicted, uh, he just cut off. That's a uh, legitimate thing that just happened. So thanks, Chris, for uh, charging that laptop in advance of us recording the podcast. Jay, it looks like it's just you and me. Well, here's my review. I can't believe we let Chris go first. Geez, just because his laptop was going to die. <laughs> the whole we've been working at this for four parts, and that's where we that's where we give up on the last segment. I can't believe it. I turn a corner and I start to come around to to Ryan Dunn, and I'm I'm now a fan of his. And then Chris just flies off the face of the earth. Like I'm starting to think this is something I did. 
Wait, how funny would it be if in editing I went to go and put his last and didn't we didn't tell him about it? So that, you know, when he listens to the episode. Oh, later. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, All yeah, right, so Jay, why don't you, why don't you, yeah. There was a couple things I didn't get to mention that I just really wanted to point out here in the segment that happens before he actually goes to the doctor when they're doing the insertion, so to speak. Uh, there's a couple funny lines in there because uh, Ryan Dunn, he's... he's laying down on a on a bed and they're getting ready to do this and they're getting the condom out and the lube and everything and uh, once it goes in they ask him how it feels and he says like fuck I feel like I have to shit my ass <laughs> which is just fantastic um and uh, the whole walk back from the hospital too, like they're waiting in the car from a, for him, and they got the camera out, and he's just the way Ryan Dunn is walking, his ass cheeks just kind of like puckered together, and his back's up straight, walking like he's got to take a That's shit. That's amazing. They're like, "Why didn't you run here?" Like, there's he's like, "No, there's no fucking way I'm, I'm running." <laughs> <thing> in my <laughs> and then you know, of course, you get him on the toilet afterwards, you know, pooping it out because I mean, you can't leave that part out, but. Man, just overall, like, you you really feel like you go on a trip for this one. You know, you're there for the whole experience. You're there of the hardship of deciding who's going to do it. And then things kind of change, you know, and then you get the disappointment of the, you know, the medical finger, uh, finger, medical figure there. And uh, there's just a lot of drama in this whole sketch. You get Ryan Dunn's, you know, disappointment with the whole scenario and feeling uncomfortable and maybe with himself too a little bit. I don't know. There's a lot of things that just kind of keep you focused and you're wondering what's going to happen next. And although it doesn't really like explode or have like a, you know, a big climax or anything like that, it's kind of an entertaining trip. And uh, seeing as that this is the last major stunt in the movie, I feel like they did a good job placing it here again for the time that this came out. Because I think this is something that they knew people were going to talk about. And uh, for that, I kind of I give them props for for giving Ryan Dunn a moment as well and not giving up on him. Because I know, Mikey, you would have a long time ago, but they didn't. And uh, I, I think he did pretty good here uh, taking the reins. So all that said, all that bullshit. Not my favorite stunt of all time, but entertaining to watch. I'm going to sit at a solid... Man, I've been pretty consistent this whole run. I'm probably just going to sit at a solid seven for that one as well, I think. Wow. Yeah. You know what? It's tough because this is one... I, I'm, I'm struggling with how to rate it because back in the day, this was insane. The, like you, it's, it's, if, you, if you didn't watch this movie when it first came out, you wouldn't understand how big of a deal something like this was. There was like, it's, this is as much of a leap as Jackass was when Jackass came out before Jackass existed. So there was like baseline, Jackass comes out, holy shit, I've never seen anything like that. This sketch happens, holy shit, I've never seen anything like that. And nowadays it seems almost vanilla. And I think a lot of what would have been forgiven about this sketch in the in the uh, when it first came out is now kind of chalked up to like maybe a little bit of latent homophobia. If that's there, the awkwardness isn't as awkward when you put it this way. When you think about the sketches in this movie that you would or would not be willing to do is like, say, say I paid you and I said, I will give you one hundred thousand dollars. And all you have to do is pick three things from this movie that you would do. This one might be one that I would do because it really isn't as bad as the really painful things that some of the, like, I would rather do this than get knocked out by Butterbean. I would rather do this than, than take a shot from the riot gun. I'd rather do this than eat the pea snow cone. So it's like the, the, the absurdity and, and hardcore nature of it 
has really been diminished. However, this is a coming-of-age story for Ryan Dunn, and I do think that that deserves some props. I do think I need to give it a couple more points, whereas I would have removed points just based on the fact that Dunn was in a sketch before. Uh, I'm giving this one an 8 out of 10, and it's a reluctant 8 out of 10. I think, Jay, you're more along the lines of what this this actually deserves. Chris's score was a lot higher than that. I know he's not here to defend himself, but hey, look, that's what happens when you fuck up and your laptop runs out of batteries midway through recording. We can say whatever we want about you. And you know what, Jay? I'm going to make it official. Chris is now the shit guy on this podcast and hey chris if you disagree with it say something right now (laughs) no okay i guess if you were here you could have but you're now the shit guy on this podcast chris sorry if you're hearing back to this um so i'm giving this one yeah an eight out of ten i think it i think it was much better when i first saw it i do want to give it some props because it was groundbreaking at the time but it's not my favorite sketch of the movie um um uh, even still though i did enjoy watching it yeah, personally, I blame Chris for it being a bit of a letdown for you. I I think it could have been a lot better, but I, like, I know, I know, I get it. I gotta blame someone. I'm gonna blame Chris, and he's not here to defend himself right now. <laughs> all in all, man, the movie overall has been a trip. It has been. This has been a long uh, four episodes for us to to kind of get through, and I really feel like we dug in. We're not quite done yet, but. I do want to say, like, coming this far and seeing all these great stunts, this movie is packed full of entertaining moments. Yes, this, as you mentioned, could have been seen as a little vanilla or even probably a little problematic by today's standards. Uh, but hey, like I said earlier, people put things up their butts all the time. Let's just be cool about it. Uh, <laughs> Let's I think just be cool. <laughs> the, thing that, the thing that gets uh, that gets credit here is not that it's... I don't think they were trying to be homophobic necessarily, but I think like for the time that's kind of in the air, you know, and the people responding to it might have said things that are kind of problematic. But here's the, here's the point I'm making is that regardless of whether you put in a car in your butt in 2004 or whenever this came out or 2021, if you had to go to the doctor because it was stuck, it would be a little embarrassing for you regardless of the (laughs) the time, the zeitgeist of the time. So I think, I think there's some, entertainment value there to be had in in going and and kind of getting a genuine reaction out of um out of somebody who has to you know help you get this thing out which i gotta say the doctor failed that miserably he didn't really do anything for him (laughs) yeah and in fact he gave them advice and they went against the advice like (laughs) they he's he's like should i just like wait to poo it out and he was like no it'll like it can turn around it can really hurt you and and then he's like okay and then the next scene he's doing it (laughs) (laughs) love it all right the wrap-up is here this is the final moment of the film the catapult with johnny knoxville just yeah they're at some sort of lake and knoxville's just in exactly that a catapult and he's gonna get launched into the lake and then you got rip taylor in a boat which before this time i gotta admit i didn't really know who rip taylor was i'm sure he's 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 got to be famous somewhere, right? But this was the first time I had seen Rip Taylor, and he's he's throwing uh, confetti and, you know, doing his thing. He cues the music. Oh, he's alive! Oh, Johnny Knoxville! He made it! Oh, oh there is a God! Oh, holy Jesus! And that's the end of the movie, pretty much. And that's it. It takes us in pretty nicely. I mean, I, yeah. I uh, look, I, I got to say this last, uh, you know, four episodes, five weeks of, of recording, it's been a ton of fun. Like, I love getting to go this in depth. And I'd be honest, though, if if these 
stunts were the same caliber of stunts from the TV show. I don't think we could have gone into so much detail. There's so much more to say about these stunts because of the added cinematography, the added writing, the added sc almost scripting and expectations from each stunt. They've just come such a long way, and it makes me so excited to dig into season two because it seems like things are just getting better. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, it has come a long way. And hey, I said this fucking soundtrack was awesome in this movie. You get a Danzig song in the credits. There's just so much cool shit happening here. I yeah, the credits love are it, super man. punk rock. I fucking love it. Yeah, it's just like, usually the credits are kind of just like, oh, whatever, who fucking cares credits. But like, I was sitting there just like rocking out and enjoying even the credits of this fucking movie. And of course, yeah, as yeah. you should in, in you know, in any in any good movie, they're going to put something at the end if you wait it out. And uh, you get the uh, little promo. Did, did you catch this at the end, Mikey? Did you stick around for the credits? I don't know that I did. What, what did I miss? Oh, oh, was this for like the them as old people? Yeah, coming summer yeah. 2063, it's Son of Jackass, which is a yes. one-off joke that Rip Taylor makes to Knoxville, and they must have thought it was so funny, they put it in the movie, and they actually, yeah, they got into the old man makeup, the whole crew, and they pretty much just do a shorter version of the intro with the shopping cart, uh, except this time it's just them walking through the smoke in that same location. Uh, you've got the uh, Dave England, he's got uh, an IV drip. Uh, Steve-O <laughs> is just looking at haggard as all hell. Yeah, Steve-O wasn't even in holding makeup. his lower back. Johnny Knoxville. It, well, yeah. <laughs> Knoxville, uh, still, he's got that badass jacket that he always wears still. And in the, in the, he's got wraparound sunglasses. Wee Man's, um, I don't, I don't even know what I wrote. My notes don't make any sense. But, uh, <laughs> Bat Margera is the one riding a scooter. <laughs> this is falling apart. And then you got Ryan Dunn. Um, who loses his glasses and bam, you know, of course, punches him in the face. Got to get one of those in. Oh, and you got it's it. Just, you got yeah, it. the whole crew is there. Nice little bonus, nice little reason to stick around. You get a huge, huge explosion to go off in the background and yeah, everyone kind of jumps out and flies 30 feet in the air and, and there you go. That's, uh... It's nice and it's weird. It's almost because they end up killing, they end up killing all them off, right? In a stunt, each of them kind of die, like in, in each of their old characters. And there's this weird, like, like the ending of the TV show, uh, Six Feet Under, like everyone died, like in the season finale, they show how everyone dies. And it's funny, like it's funny to watch, but it, there's also this weird weird sentimentality to it like guys we've been through some shit because you know we talk about this all the time on the podcast and tom green was no different but the jackass sentiment is one where from the outside it looks like it's silly and ridiculous but if you're in on it it feels intimate and you feel like you know these guys and you feel like friends and this closing scene almost gave me goosebumps i was like oh man my friends are going away like you know i'm glad they did it yeah. i'm glad it was right after the credits it gave us something to go out on it, a little bit sentimental there and i love seeing like it is just a shot to shot of like you know the different ways they go out but it, it does end with uh steve-o surviving and saying yeah dude to the camera yeah. which is yeah. great to <laughs> so get one of those <laughs> Uh, but speaking of taking us away, I think we've got to wrap this up with just two surviving. Uh, I guess we don't uh, <laughs> need to call the Chris well for plugs. So I'll do his part real quick. Um, yeah, he usually likes to say that uh, you can talk dirty to him on social media at JackassPod, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram. Send him nudes, dick pics, whatever you want. I would give you his personal one, but uh, I don't know it. <laughs> I mean... 
I kind of want to see those dick pics too, and I don't have access to his personal. So get them in, true. people. Share the and, love. And uh, give us a like, give us a follow, share the love, and yeah. Well, you can always follow me on Twitter. It's probably the way to go, at Retrograde Mikey. Uh, you can get uh, links to my other podcast that I have under the Sad Styles Productions Network. All that information's there. Just follow me on Twitter. I like I like, I like, like followers. I'm thinking of starting a cult. I'm already making the Kool-Aid. I got some nice white sneakers, uh, and we'll all go out at the same time, uh, just like in Jackass. Indeed we will. And with that, let's take her away where you say goodbye to Jackass the movie and hello to season two next Thursday. We'll see you then. Until then, bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye. That's the new Pooh Man, Chris Aaronworth. Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth. And this has been Jackass. Press X for Sound audio production.